Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for dropping in on the Paul Leslie Hour. We are always glad to have you tuning in. You know, through the past 18 years, Paul has been honored to welcome some truly legendary artists. In today's episode, we have a short interview with Mose Allison. <laughs> That's a grand old name from blues. Now, Mose Allison was born in Mississippi in 1927. He passed away in Hilton Head Island in 2016. Mose was a man more concerned with the present than the past. He was a jazz and blues pianist and singer, as well as a songwriter and recording artist. In fact, Mose Allison was called one of the finest songwriters in 20th century blues. Mm-hmm. Indeed, he was. You know, there are lots of these interviews that we want to get out there and into the world. And you can help us in this mission, the mission of helping people tell their stories. All you have to do is go to thepaulleslie.com and click on Support the Show. And we thank you, everyone who contributes or just simply tells a friend about the Paul Leslie Hour. Well, shall we begin the interview? Ladies and gentlemen, the Mose Allison Interview. It is with great pleasure that we welcome our special guest, Mose Allison. First of all, thank you so much for giving us this interview. It's a great pleasure. All right. Thank you. I think most stories are best from the beginning. So tell us how you got started with music. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I took piano lessons when I was five. As soon as I started picking out tunes that I heard on the jukebox and radio and everything, I started, I quit taking piano lessons after about three, three, three or four years. But I learned the keyboard, you know, and uh, that helped. So I'm 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 pretty pretty much self-taught after that. And tell us about the types of music that you grew up listening to. Boogie woogie, <laughs> that you know, boogie woogie was was popular in the '30s. Everybody was making boogie woogie records, and and that's how I started playing. I started playing boogie woogie, and uh, my father was a, a stride pianist. He played semi-professional, and he played when he was in uh, younger. But he, he took over the general store after that. And, but so I, I started playing boogie woogie, and, and that—that's how I started. And uh, I started, and I discovered Nat King Cole, the trio, when I was about thirteen uh, or fourteen, and that's when they got. Uh, and that's when we got electricity in Tippo. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about the village of Tippo. What do you, what do you want to know? <laughs> what was life like growing up for you down there? I was born on a farm three miles south of Tippo. Tippo was just a crossroads with a couple of, with a couple of general stores and a, a service station. And the train used to come through there because they used to put cotton bales on the train. I, I used to do that sometimes, uh, uh, putting cotton bales on the train and uh, in the boxcars. And uh, 
So it was a farming community, you know, cotton farming mostly at that time, although there was corn uh, uh, and uh, a few uh, sugar cane, yeah. I was hoping you could tell us about some of the music that you listened to as far as artists. One of my favorites, I read that you were a fan of Fats Waller. I started listening to Fats Waller, but but he didn't uh, affect my playing that, that much. I liked Fats Waller, you know, and my father particularly liked Fats Waller, but he was a stride player. And I, I started playing Boogie Woogie, which is a different thing altogether. All and I, I listened to... Um, uh, Lewis Jordan a lot, and you know that at that time. And uh, as I said, I, I discovered Nat King Cole uh, when his trio, and then I discovered Errol Garner, and so that's the the people I remember most. Can you remember the first song you ever wrote? Yep, it was called the Fourteen Day Palmolive Plan. <laughs> And when I wrote it when I was about 13, it was about radio commercials. Interesting. Your songs have been covered by so many different people. It's such a long list from Eric Clapton, Bonnie Raitt, Elvis Costello. Is there a cover of one of your songs that you're most proud of? Uh, not really. I like for anybody to do my material. And, of course, I like for them to get mechanical license. <laughs> <laughs> So I get uh, royalties from it, and uh, they don't always do that, but that's the ones, I mean, the the big ones usually do that. And so Peter Townsend uh, was, he's still, uh, I'm still getting money from, from his uh, record of my Young Man Blues, and he did that. And I, it's, it's become a, a video game now. <laughs> so what brought you to New York State? Well, I, I, I heard that they were, that jazz musicians were making money, and uh, I wasn't making any money. I, I was playing in nightclubs throughout the South and in Texas a lot, and and I was I was just getting by. My I was married, and my wife had a job usually, and we just sort of got by. I heard that people were making money in jazz in the, in New York, and so I decided to come to New York. I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about the backcountry suite. Well, uh, I put that together before I came to New York. I remember um, hearing, uh, when, I was, when I was at LSU, I remember hearing uh, a Bartok piece that was based on uh, folk songs and things, and like it was a very simple uh, piano piece. That's what gave me the idea. I, I figured I could do something like that with uh, with the music I grew up with. I was hoping you could also tell us a little bit about meeting Al Khan. I met his wife first uh, in Galveston, and I played behind. She was a singer. I played behind her one night at a jam session. And she she told me that if I ever came to New York to look up Al, she gave me his address and everything. And so when I came to New York, I called him up and uh, he he offered me uh, he he had me out to dinner and uh, started helping me you know with gigs. And so he was he was very uh, influential in my beginnings in New York. I was hoping you could tell us about 
what it is. You're it, hoping it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. that's the truth. What, what are you hoping now? <laughs> when somebody goes to hear you perform or when they listen to one of your records, what do you hope the listener gets out I, of the experience? I, I don't care what anybody's listening to. I, I, don't, I don't involve myself in that. I just do it. Of all the songs you've written, do you have a favorite song? Nope. <laughs> the the favorite song is the one I'm writing. <laughs> I haven't written much many many songs in the last few years, so you've had the chance to play all around the world. Is there a favorite place? Nope. <laughs> what about a memorable concert? Oh uh, well, they're all memorable as far as I'm concerned. You know, I can't pick out one and. And make it more memorable than anybody, anything else. It's the challenge that you face every night when you play. Every night you have to make the music happen, and it, and it takes a lot of concentration and focus. And sometimes it's easy, and sometimes it's not. It's not. <laughs> Are you working on recording anything at the moment? Well, I, I recorded uh, about uh, three weeks ago in L.A. Is this going to be a, a release, an album release? Yeah, I, I suppose so. Yeah, you know that, that was the idea. <laughs> well, could you tell us a little bit about the album? The person who I trusted on the album was the producer, Joe Henry. He's from Detroit, and uh, he had me on a, a gig in Dusseldorf, Germany, a couple of years ago. And he said at the time he wanted to make a record. And he kept calling me and uh, writing me about about it. And so I finally decided to, to do it. And uh, he had a great reputation as a producer. And I, I figured, well, I might as well just do what a producer wants and let it go at that. So I didn't, you know, I just went out there and uh, played with whatever he had there, you know. What musician that you've played alongside of has impressed you the most? They've all impressed me. <laughs> That's nothing that anybody can answer. You know, I, I can't answer it. I, I, you know, I wouldn't even attempt to answer it, you know, because different guys go through different stages. And, and you know, sometimes the same guy will sound good and sound and, and not sound not so, so good, uh, you know. So it's impossible to answer that. You passed on your love of music to a lot of people, including your daughter, Amy Allison, and she's also a musician. So I was wondering yep. if you could tell all the listeners about her. We did a, a duet on this the, the album I just made. I was looking for a Buddy Johnson song, which is made which was made in forty about forties in the forties, probably. I kept looking for this thing, and I could never find it. She finally found it. We did a duet on it, and it's it's uh, it's an unusual tune uh, in that it's two parts, and uh, they're a fifth apart. I don't know whether you know anything about music or not, but they're a fifth apart, and uh, so it gives it a little an interesting flavor. And so it's called this new situation, and it's on the. And I also did one of her tunes. Everybody thinks you're an angel, but you're a devil. You can't fool me. And uh, I did one of her tunes, that one. You know, she she's opened shows for me a couple of times. 
if you could put it into words, what is it you like about music? I wouldn't try to put it into words. <laughs> because words, the reason I'm a, is because I don't like words. <laughs> <laughs> You've been performing for a long time. You've had a very, very illustrious career. What is it that keeps you going? The challenge, just as I just said, it's the challenge of playing every night because you never know how it's going to go, you know, and um, you have to try to concentrate and uh, make the music happen, you know, and, and that takes some effort, you know, and it doesn't happen by, it doesn't have to happen automatically. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how, how long you've been doing it. You have to face the challenge of making it work every night. And so I'm more interested in the the next job I play than I am in the past. Is retirement ever even a thought? Not not particularly because you know I'm I'm this is the only thing I've ever done and uh, and I'm I've been working you know quite a bit lately and uh, so you know I figure long as long as the people will come will pay to come to see me I'll I'll do it. I read an interview with another Mississippian, Jimmy Buffett, and he said that you were one of his biggest influences, or inspirations rather, to continue playing music because of the, the depth of your career. Yeah, well, I know him. You know, I've, I've, I've met him. And I played uh, in a club he had in uh, New Orleans. I've heard rumors also that he's going to cover one of your songs. Oh, yeah, well, that, that's fine with me. <laughs> Mr. Allison, I really appreciate you giving us this interview, but I have two final questions. Okay. What is your all-time favorite meal? I have no idea because I've had lots of meals, and they've a lot of a lot of them have been good, and uh, so uh, you know, I, I couldn't answer that. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't know what to answer to that. My final question: This broadcast is going out all over the world. So my last question, what would you like to say to all the people that are listening in? Nothing. <laughs> because the songs are, are, the, are the thing. You know, the songs are, uh, express my feelings. And if you listen to the songs, you won't have to he hear anything from me else otherwise. <laughs> Mr. Ellison, I appreciate you giving us this interview. Okay, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me! The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie, and we'll see you next time on The Paul Leslie Hour.